tuned in to the Get Connected podcast. I'm your host, Mike Arabo. We've got a great program for you today. We'll be talking with Carmi Levy about social media privacy traps. I think we've all seen those quizzes on Facebook, like what was your first car, what was your first pet's name, or what was the number one song the year you were born? Well, spoiler alert, a lot of that info is being used for identity theft, and we're going to tell you all about it. And we are also going to look at a cool Canadian company called Canto. They're uh, based out of Vancouver, British Columbia. They make uh, all sorts of uh, great bookshelf speakers and TV mounts. Can TV mounts be exciting? Well, find out. It's time to get connected. I'm actually recording the show up in uh, beautiful, or up over in beautiful Tofino, British Columbia, right on the west, I guess the westest coast you can possibly uh, get. And uh, John, uh, I think you'll be joining me later. Yeah, right after this uh, this program is done recording, I'm back in the studio right now, but uh, I'm heading out there for the weekend and it should be fun. We've got a great program today. Uh, later on, we'll be talking with the folks over at a Vancouver-based company called Canto. They make some really amazing bookshelf speakers that can be hooked up to computers, your stereo, even your television, and TV mounts uh, as well. Uh, so I wanted to sit down and chat with them. Uh, it's always great to have a, a local Canadian-based company when it comes to, uh, to tech. We'll also be talking with Carmi Levy about social media privacy traps. You know, all those crazy, dumb quizzes uh, people are answering on Facebook. You know, what was the best uh, or the, the biggest song on the day or year you were born? Well, they're taking that information to build profiles on you in a bad way. And we'll tell you what to do to avoid uh, getting caught in those traps. Uh, John, again, uh, up in Tofino. And you're going to drive your uh, your EV over here from Vancouver. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting experiment to see how long I can deal with a road trip uh, <laughs> in a in a in a place that I haven't been to with my car before. Yeah, you know that's the thing with electric vehicles. You know, uh, with a gas car, you can just fill up at any gas station, and there's like gazillions of them, uh, you know, everywhere. But uh, with EVs, you've obviously got to find an electric vehicle charger. What's the range on yours? You've got a Kia Soul. Yeah, I've I've got with a smaller battery and smaller range. So right now it's about 290, 300 kilometers. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to take some hits off the top if you're using your air conditioning and if you're on the highway the whole time, that type of thing. It all sort of affects your range. But uh, I, I've done the math and there's apps to help you plot your trip and it'll actually identify where you need to stop to charge. So one of the things we're going to try this weekend is going to Port Alberni and using the BC Hydro has one of these fast chargers that's available there. So I'll be able to top up my car there and then uh, make the trek down to down to the ocean. Well, it's interesting, John. I'm over in Tofino right now myself, and uh, I've obviously scouted ahead for you. I, I took my trail over here and um, you know had to take my Chevy Traverse to tow it, which is a gas car. But uh, right in the campground we're staying in, uh, Crystal Cove Campground, beautiful, by the way. They actually have an EV charger right at the uh, the coffee shop here, at the office, which is uh, which is great. And throughout town, there are a bunch of other EV chargers uh, as well. So once you get here, I think you'll be okay. Yeah, I I went up to the Sunshine Coast uh, last fall, and I was really happily surprised how prevalent the chargers were throughout the town and just the options. The one thing that did surprise me, although I guess maybe it shouldn't, is that they were mostly all available. So I don't know if that means that there's just not a lot of other users that are using them or they're 
prepping for the incoming deluge of EV car owners? Yeah, that's interesting here too, John. In Tofino, uh, all the EV chargers I've seen, I have yet to see a car actually hooked up to them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good for me. Yes. The only ones that I did see, um, they had a couple Tesla specific chargers and there was a Tesla hooked up to that. Uh, So yeah, it'll be interesting. I guess the big thing though, John, because you're on a trip, you want to hit a fast charger. Yes. Because the regular chargers just aren't going to cut it as far as time for you. Yeah. I mean, uh, even a level two charger could take up to six hours if I have a fully depleted battery. You know, or even longer. So I'm not going to sit in Port Alberni for six hours. As no. lovely of a, of a town, I'm sure it, it is, but uh, I'm hoping to use the BC Hydro Fast Charger, and I should only be there for half an hour or so to top up my car. I guess one of the challenge, challenges, though, with, with those, John, typically, and BC Hydro, you know, they're doing great work getting these chargers everywhere, but typically you can only hook up one car at a time to these, right? Yeah, yeah. So I have to just hope that I'm the first there uh, when I want to use it, (laughs) or I have to wait for somebody else's top up to happen. You know, fortunately I will say the etiquette has been pretty good with uh, EV people. You know, everyone's respectful of other people's times and stuff like that. And, you know, if you're not needing to top up fully, then you, you might even disconnect early just to let the next person in line go up. Yeah, I, I just wonder how quickly this these types of chargers are going to roll out. I know Tesla's doing some pretty good work with their superchargers. They seem to be hitting all the major towns. That being said, um, you know, once you get outside of the uh, the coastal cities on the island like Nanaimo and Victoria, there's no Tesla superchargers. There's none in uh, Tofino uh, or Port Alberni. And so I guess they've got a bit of ways to go with that. You know, if you are doing road trips, you have to have those superchargers. Well, it's interesting, too, because I I read an article recently that um, Tesla was opening up their chargers to other non-Tesla vehicles in Europe. So the hope is, is that they're going to do the same in North America. I hope they don't, (laughs) (laughs) because I have a Tesla and I don't want to share because those Tesla spots are getting filled up. Yeah, I don't know if you've been by some of them, like the ones in the shopping malls, like Guilford and uh, Tawasson Mills out, out near where we live. Uh, I, I say a lot of times they're like, you know, 90, 80, 90% full. So yeah. if everyone else could get in on that action, I might not get a spot anymore. Well, that would be good for me. Bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> we have a great uh, program and we have a great contest going on. We're giving away an Unagi e-scooter and you can find out more information up on our website getconnectedmedia.com and uh, we've got a little uh, bonus uh, for listeners uh, on today's show if you stick around to the end we've got a question that we're going to ask that can get you extra entries into the contest all you have to do is pay attention during the program we're going to ask a question about one of the guests and what they're talking about and if you answer that uh, question correctly up on our website again it's not hard you just got to listen you can get extra extra entries to win that beautiful unagi e-scooter want to talk about something super important and i'm noticing it more and more online now i'm on facebook instagram you know a lot of these different social media apps And I am surprised by how much information people are giving out. And I don't think they realize what's happening. Yeah, we saw this a few years ago with the the Cambridge Analytica scandal where everyone's answering all these quizzes, giving all this kind of personal information about things to find out what their favorite 
friend's character was or some other ridiculous quiz. Yeah. Um, and they didn't realize how much of that interesting data was being harvested. So I'm going to call this segment uh, Social Media Privacy Traps. And to help us navigate this, we've got our good friend, Carmi Levy from Toronto. He is a uh, tech analyst and expert. Thanks for joining us, Carmi. Thanks for having me, guys. Great to be back. So uh, there's so much to unpack here, Carmi. And I just want to give some examples on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And you see this every day, and there's dozens of these. Someone posts this quiz. What was your first car and what color was it? What was your first school you went to? What, you know, where did your mom and dad meet? And at, at first, you know, these look like, you know, little ways to engage your friends and family into some fun banter and get some, you know, fun answers. But then I, you know, I started looking at these questions. I'm thinking, these look a lot like the security questions my bank or my credit card company asks if I lose my password. Is there, yes. is there a correlation there, Carmi? There absolutely is. They're exactly those questions. And, and really what we're doing, we think it's innocuous, but we are publicly sharing all of that personal, private, identifying information, which can then be grabbed by hackers, and in many cases is, and then used against us to launch identity theft attacks, ransomware attacks, phishing, uh, you name it. But you know, we're essentially leaving it out there for anyone to take. And we don't even realize, we don't realize how sensitive that is. And you know, I've, I've seen surveys, you know, tell me about the favorite songs when you were a teenager. So you put them down. But what that does is it identifies how old you are and anything that can also narrow it down. And, you know, it may not seem like such a bad thing. And on its own, maybe it isn't. But then you start combining it with all the other, uh, tr you know, trails that you're leaving online. And it isn't that hard for hackers and cyber criminals to take all of those seemingly disparate pieces of information and put them all together into a pretty damaging package about you. They'll know everything about you because you left it all out there for them. And that's when the fun begins. That's when they start using it against you. You don't realize it at the time, but hackers are very patient. They will build this, this, this dossier on you over time and at some point use it against you. The other thing too is a lot of people share everything on Facebook and that's fine but they don't realize that they're sharing it publicly for the world to see. And it's, it's not Mike and John or Carmi seeing it on Facebook that they have to worry about. It's all these bots that these hackers have that are just basically scraping all the publicly available data that's out there. Mm -hmm. So they're taking all your quiz answers because you've publicly shared those so that anybody, even if they're not logged into Facebook, can see it. But they're also then taking, you know, there's a lot of these photo apps we keep seeing, right? Right now, the big one is the Voila app that lets you... Uh, look like a Disney character or, mm. you know, what you look like as an old person or a young person or put your face on a celebrity photo. I've used that app. <laughs> <laughs> now my identity is being stolen. <laughs> exactly. So, but again, people are sharing these publicly. I think there's a little bit less concern if you've at least locked down your account to a degree so that it can't get outside your friend sphere, but there's no guarantee your friends aren't being careful with their stuff either. And if they're commenting on it, some of those things might pop up in their feed that's public. That's the great misconception about social media and, and specifically about Facebook, but really about all platforms. And how many times have I heard, well, you know, I, I locked down my account. I, I shared it in a private group or I shared it in Messenger. So there's no way that it could get out. And I, you know, I, I, I chuckle because the truth of the matter is once you've committed something to digital form, uh, it's 
immediately shareable. There's no such thing as privacy on Facebook. Even when you, if you go into the settings and close down all of your accounts so that nothing is publicly visible, there's nothing stopping someone from your network from doing a screen grab of something that you've shared and then popping it up onto some public forum elsewhere. Um, or if you, your account gets involved or is involved in a breach, uh, no matter how private you thought it was, it's no longer private. And so we tend to have this this misplaced belief of online privacy, but I think we should just assume there's no such thing that anything can get out there. And if you're at all concerned that you don't want the wrong eyes, the prying eyes looking at your stuff, then don't share it in the first place. And I think we, we really need to you know give ourselves a, a head shake that we assume that we can have little private corners of the internet where bad guys aren't going to see us. Uh, that's, you know, that, that it simply isn't true and also not true. Uh, so, you know, we, we think that we're insignificant, but the reality is everyone has a certain significance and we're all potentially valuable to a cyber criminal. So anyone can be victimized and we're unfortunately making it super easy for cyber criminals to do their thing because we're oversharing. So a question here, like, they're they're trying to build up a profile to steal our identities, really, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yes, that that's exactly it. Because once they have that information, it's really easy for them to start hammering away at all of our online accounts. So our Gmail account, our social media account, our bank account, our insurance company account, um, and they'll use those challenge questions that we shared, the answers to which we shared on our social media, as a way of trying to authenticate ourselves into these accounts. Um, and in many cases, that's how they'll get in. And in some cases, w- because we use the the same passwords because we use the same authentication data across more than one account they know just try the top 10 and one of them or more will probably allow them in and that's that's how people start having a really bad day because they basically invited hackers in uh and they, they handed over all the data that allows them to get into the account pretending that they are the actual owner of that account i think the other thing that people sort of forget too is even if you're not anybody like you said earlier um, you're still a potential target in the sense that they can take out credit in your name. Even if you don't mm-hmm. have any money, <laughs> you might have a decent credit rating that they can just destroy, right? And mm-hmm. we see these all the time where you know criminals are able to like buy cars with a fake ID that they got from the internet. Exactly. And then, of course, they don't make the payments. Uh, you start getting messages because it's, it's on your name and they had your personal information. Uh, and next thing you know, your credit rating is absolutely destroyed and the banks are coming after you. Uh, sure, you didn't do it. You're a victim here. But to unwind that giant mess oh, God help you. is... Yeah, is incredibly expensive, incredibly disruptive to your life. And in many cases, it can take years to clear your name. So let's say you were planning on buying a house and everything else was fine. Uh, you know, the bank isn't going to want to talk to you while you're still working this out. Um, so it, 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 it behooves us all to kind of look at our online behaviors and go, what am I doing that is opening the door to this kind of activity? Because chances are you have either been victimized by now or you know someone who has. And so we think it'll always be it happens to someone else or I've never known anyone to whom this has happened, that's changing very quickly and the victimology is now universal. Uh, so unless you, you sort of want to be in that position, um, start looking at your social media activities, start looking at the apps that you download and how you use them and start asking some hard questions. Am I engaging in behaviors that are raising my risk profile <laughs> that are making it easier for criminals to do their thing? But, you know, I look at all these quizzes uh, online, Carby and Carmi, <laughs> especially Facebook, like, you know, your middle name and the last or and your favorite food is your your porn name for example uh-huh. or you know what was the the number one song the year you were born because in facebook now like you know for example i've shut off the year i was born 
I used mm-hmm. to have that. I'm like, I'm an idiot. I shut it off. But if I started answering those those quizzes, you know, my birth date is still in there because I like getting all the birthday greetings <laughs> from everyone. Mm-hmm. But then they could go to that quiz that I've taken, find the year I was born, and then they've got, you know, yeah. part of the the Mike Agarbo identity. But, but the other exactly. thing too about the birthday thing though, like I just had a milestone birthday and it's, oh, yeah. it's not magic to figure out what year that was. <laughs> so <laughs> totally, totally. Right. And so all my friends mm-hmm. were posting photos and, and, and greetings and stuff like that too. Right. Yeah. Publicly. Mm-hmm. So you're, I've, you're, I bought a TV under your name now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like we don't have to say it overtly. We can imply something or we can infer something or it can be derived from something that we may have shared online. And it could be a photo. It could be a reference. It could be a comment, but you sort of, you put it all together. It's not that hard then for hackers to take that little nugget of information and build out something far more firm. So then they, they get a piece of information from this thing that you shared. And then they get another piece of information from that thing that they shared. And then the next thing you know, they've got a complete and absolute picture and they can very easily call your bank, pretend to be you. And next thing you know, you're having a pretty bad day. We're talking with Carmi Levy, technology analyst and expert uh, out of Toronto, all about social media privacy traps. I guess the bottom line, don't give out any information. Don't answer those st- dumb quizzes on Facebook because you are basically giving out the security answers to (laughs) to your banking information, whether you know it or not. And so Mm -hmm. just always have that skeptical eye when you're looking at downloading any of these apps or answering any of these crazy things online, essentially. Absolutely. Exactly. Thanks for joining us, Kermie. Great being here, guys. Thank you. We've got a, a great guest on the line now, actually a local company uh, based uh, out of Vancouver, British Columbia. They uh, are called Canto, spelled K-A-N-T-O. Uh, I've known about them for a number of years now. They make uh, all sorts of great speakers uh, for computers and for your home uh, and also TV mounts uh, as well. So we're going to have a, a chat with him on uh, what they're all about and what to look for in mounts and speakers. On the line, we've got Brett Smalley. He's their marketing director. Thanks for joining us, Brett. Hey, thanks for having me, Mike. Uh, maybe just a quick history on uh, Canto. Uh, not lots of uh, Canadian speaker manufacturers uh, out there. When did you guys uh, all get started? Yeah, we've been around for just over a decade now, and we've been making uh, we've been making bookshelf speakers and TV mounts. Uh, those are kind of the two categories that we really play in. And uh, yeah, we have a bunch of different lines of TV mounts and mounting solutions for home and for office. And then we, on the audio side, uh, we really kind of specialize in powered bookshelf speakers. Uh, so a powered speaker means that the amplifier is built in, uh, so you don't need to connect to an a separate amplifier you basically plug into the source. Um, having said that, we actually just came out with uh, a line of power, uh, sorry, passive speakers that you would connect to an amp, but uh, that's, a, that's a new or a, uh, a, an entry back into a category that we w- were in previously. But um, yeah. It's interesting. I think back, uh, you know, to when I was younger, the 70s and 80s, when I think of speakers, uh, you know, they were the size of a refrigerator. Uh, But but now you're getting uh, really great performance out of, you know, the smaller bookshelf size models. 
Yeah, yeah. We're getting a lot of, uh, you know, the speakers are becoming more compact and more uh, um, just using using the space inside the speakers better. Um, size is uh, can dictate uh, sound quality, but not always. Um, a lot of our products are quite small for the amount of, uh, for the power and the sound quality that they produce. Uh, we have a desktop speaker called the U2 that's quite small. It, it, it sits on a desk really well. And then we have... Uh, uh, we have our U4 and our U6, which kind of progressively get bigger for driver size, um, approximately four and six inches in driver size as well. And uh, yeah, again, those are really quite uh, functional speakers, um, kind of a, a hybrid between desktop and bookshelf. And then our, uh, our top end speaker is called the Tuck. Uh, it is a... Uh, again, a bookshelf speaker, built-in amplifier, uh, and it is for the for bang for your buck for what you're getting. Uh, the sound quality out of those is phenomenal. Uh, we show those speakers to people, and it shows, and uh, we get you know audio files that have come in that have just listened to a five thousand dollars system, and they're like, "Wow, that uh, that sounds great." Uh, can you guys turn the subwoofer off? Um, we we want to hear it without the sub. And we say, no, no, that's that's it without, uh, there's no sub hooked into that. And people are really impressed. So I got a question. Uh, you know, your, your speakers are not like cheap speakers. They're kind of more uh, mid-level to higher yep. higher level. Uh, you know, so from a few hundred dollars, you know, up to like $800 or, or, or more. Uh, what do you get when you pay more for a speaker? Like, why do they cost that much money? Like, you know, you can pick up speakers for like 40 bucks. Yeah, sure. No, that's a really good question. I mean, the uh, there's there's kind of a few things that you get. So uh, connectivity is one of the big, uh, the big features that you get. So multiple ways to connect your speaker. So there's Bluetooth, optical. Um, Most of our speakers have a built-in phono preamp as well. So as I'm sure you know, and uh, your your listeners know, vinyl over the last kind of three or four or five years now, I guess, has really made a big comeback. And vinyl is is big. A lot of millennials are getting into it and and have turntables. So really, you could take any turntable out there and plug it into our speakers and, and you don't need any other um, any other pieces. You don't need a preamp because it's built in. So that that's one of the pieces. Sound quality, obviously, um, you know, there's a big difference to, uh, there's a big difference in sound quality and just depth of the sound and, and we call it sound stage. Uh, if you, if you're, you know, if you have a good set of speakers, um, a song that we like to demo is uh, is Money by Pink Floyd. Um, the first kind of 45 seconds of that song, there's a lot going on in it from different instruments and, and uh, chimes and sounds. If you listen to that on your phone or a cheap speaker, it all kind of garbles together and it uh, doesn't sound great. If you listen to that on a good set of speakers, you should really clearly hear the different, uh, the different instruments and sounds and, and where they're coming from. So that uh, that's another you know kind of thing you're looking for, and then ours also have a really nice clean aesthetic. Um, the speakers look great from the front. They've been de- designed with a minimalist look. Um, everything's on the back, so the front of the speakers you're just looking at a nice clean, uh, a clean minimalist design. And I guess a big thing you talked about all the different uh, inputs, like being able to hook this up to different things. Uh, are yep. people using this to hook up to their directly to their TVs? I know a lot of people just listen to the sound coming out of their TV speaker, which is okay. Uh, But, you know, hooking up a nice pair of speakers makes a big difference. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, uh, The the speakers are U4, 6, and... 
uh, tuck, uh, they all come with an optical output as well. So you can plug it. Most TVs have an optical out that you can plug right into. And yeah, the sound quality is great if you chuck on a movie. And uh, again, you know, if you're listening to a race car go from one side of the screen to the other, you know, you can really hear that through the speakers, um, through your TV speakers. Um, you know, they're, they're getting better, but uh, they're never going to match what a, uh, a set of independent speakers can uh, can put out. We are talking with Brett Smalley. He is with Canto, Canto Living. They uh, make a lot of uh, great uh, bookshelf speakers and uh, television mounts as well, which uh, we will talk about uh, after the break. And they're they're local. They're a Vancouver, British Columbia-based company, which is kind of a, a nice thing uh, during these uh, these times. Don't forget, we have an amazing contest going right now. It uh, is up on our website getconnectedmedia.com we are giving away an e-scooter and john this thing is uh is all kinds of amazing it sure is it uh it has dual motors so it can really haul (laughs) even even a big guy like me can really move on it well i think the important thing there is i mean this thing can go you know upwards of 30 kilometers uh, an hour which uh, i mean is pretty fast but you don't have to go that that fast I, I guess the big thing is you know in on hills it makes a big difference huge difference yeah so again it's from unagi we are giving away one of these uh, bad boys uh, up on our website getconnectedmedia.com and uh, you also have a chance to get extra entries uh, if you visit uh, the webpage up there and uh, you can find out how to do that to increase your chances of winning We uh, have a great contest going. Again, I want to throw that uh, out there. We're giving away an e-scooter from Unagi. This thing's like the Tesla of e-scooters. And all you have to do to enter to win this is hit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. There's a, a link up there that'll get you to the contest uh, entry area. And you also have the opportunity to get extra entries by doing a few extra things. So check it out. We're talking with uh, Brett Smalley. He's with a, uh, a cool Canadian company called Canto, that's spelled K-A-N-T-O. They make some amazing bookshelf speakers that are great for hooking up to your stereo, even your smartphone through Bluetooth, uh, even your television uh, as well to really take the sound and music in your home up to the next level. Uh, let's switch gears now. Uh, we mentioned that you guys also uh, do TV mounts. Uh, is, is that a big business? I mean, are there that many different types of mounts out there? Yeah, uh, there there are. Um, it's, it's funny when you start looking at the different categories, uh, you know, we have there's full motion mounts. There are fixed mounts, so they don't tilt, they don't move, they don't do anything. Uh, there's tilting mounts. There are uh, mounts for single studs. There's mounts for dual studs. And we have a whole bunch of other categories. So we actually design mounts that are specific for corners. Uh, we have mounts that are designed specific for ceilings. Uh, recessed mounts, so they're actually in the wall. Um, you have to cut a hole out in the drywall. Uh, we have uh, TV carts, so AV carts that uh, are great for office use. Uh, you know, if you're in an office space that's modern and has a lot of glass walls and glass windows, uh, you know, you can put a, a TV on a on a mount, uh, sorry, a rolling mount, and you can roll it around the office and uh, and, and use it in different spaces. 
there are um, I can't even remember all the categories sometimes. <laughs> There's so many, eh? Yeah, and uh, one of the neat things that we've actually started doing, uh, sorry, outdoor mounts was another one. Um, so we have a full line of mounts that have galvanized hardware. They can be installed on a patio or outside, and uh, and they, they'll withstand the weather. Um, but another really neat category that we, uh, that we have started kind of dabbling in over the last few years is um, – Typically, a mount comes in one color. Uh, it's black. Uh, it's a black steel mount. And we've actually released a line of, of white TV mounts that are oh a little Oh, my God. More... Finally. Finally. Yeah. So yes. we have we have about six SKUs uh, that come in white. And uh, it's really to match that, you know, modern aesthetic. Uh, if you do have the TV pulled out and, you know, you just you don't want that stark black look. And uh, so, yeah, we have uh, we have a line of white TV mounts that uh, they've been doing quite well. I've I have never seen a white TV mount. Is that something unique to you guys, or I, there's not that many out there? Yeah, there there isn't that many. There's a few of our few of our competitors have them, but uh, no, it's not a common uh, it's not a common uh, feature that uh, that mounts have. It's definitely something more unique to us. The prices have come down on mounts. I remember back in the day uh, when I got my first plasma TV, which I think was about the same weight as a, a refrigerator. Uh, you had to have some pretty strong mounts. I think my mount, it was like <laughs> one of those articulating arm ones cost, I swear to God, like $700. Yeah. 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 There's, there's definitely um, the, the price of mounts. There's, we have a wide range of price based on feature set and based on what you get out of it. Um, you know they're all they're all engineered for uh, similar specs, so it's not necessarily a cheaper mount is a you know a cheaper product. It's just going to have less features. Um, you know we have uh, we have our, our kind of our top end mount is our PMX seven hundred, uh, and it, it it has some amazing features. It can hold up to a hundred inch TV, uh, extended thirty three sorry thirty one inches off the wall. Uh, I have a great picture of me sitting on top of the TV mount about five feet in the air um, just kind of hanging out on the mount. I'm about 210 pounds. Uh, it held me no problem. Um, we don't recommend putting a 210 pound TV on there, but, you know, installed properly, it can definitely, uh, it can hold that sort of weight. But uh, yeah, I mean, the feature set, you can offset the arms from the wall plate, uh, comes with a really nice mounting template. So you know exactly where to drill your holes. Our bolt boxes, um, our bolt boxes are great. They've been designed. So every single bolt is in a unique place with a, with a letter corresponding. So when people open it up it uh it's very clear which bolts are which uh for installation so m many people could actually do this themselves because in the past they were kind of a complicated thing yeah yeah for sure and that's one of the things that we've really been trying to do in the last uh probably in the last uh 12 to 24 months is creating content to show people how they can how they can mount TVs themselves. So we've been creating new YouTube videos, uh, you know, going over the tools that they need, tips and tricks, what they what they can do. Because um, we really feel that our products are or should be able to be installed by people at home. Uh, they can order it. We're trying to take away that kind of the anxiety of somebody getting a mount, getting it in their house. They're looking at this. They've just spent, you know, upwards of three grand potentially on a TV. Um, how am 
I going to do this properly? I don't want my TV to fall off the wall. And that's one of the key things that, uh, you know, Canto has done with customer service and, and marketing is to, to really create that anxiety-free support uh, so that people can mount it on their own and feel comfortable doing it. We're talking with Brett Smalley. He is with a company out of uh, Vancouver, British Columbia called Canto. They make all sorts of great uh, television mounts and bookshelf speakers. You've got to check them out. The website address again, Brett? Uh, CantoLiving.com, K-A-N-T-O-L-I-V-I-N-G.com. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mike. Have a great one. Don't forget to enter our contest. We're giving away an Unagi e-scooter. You can get more details up at our website, getconnectedmedia.com. There's also more chances to get more ballots to to win that scooter uh, as well. Do you want some extra ballots? Well, we have a question for you today. And there's no real wrong answers. Well, I guess there is on this particular one, John. We're going to reference back to our our program. Hopefully you were listening. We chatted with uh, Brett uh, Smalley over at Canto. They make all sorts of speakers and mounts, a local uh, Vancouver-based company. What's the color of the new mounts that they have? Typically, when you think of TV mounts, they're black. They've got a new color. Uh, that is available. So all you have to do is uh, remember that color and go to our website and there's a a place up there you can uh, enter that in to get some extra ballots. So John, uh, you know, as I was saying earlier in the show, I've been uh, over in Tofino this uh, past uh, week and, uh, you know, camping in my tent trailer, but I always bring a little bit of tech with me. You bring a lot of tech with you. <laughs> I know. I, I've, I always bring a big tech bag. It's, uh, uh, you know, weighs, uh, weighs quite a bit. But uh, I brought a little Epson projector with me. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's uh, a new one. It's like, uh, looks like a Borg cube, uh, but it's got Android TV built into it, Wi-Fi as well. So all you have to do is power it up. Uh, and I just projected it on the side of my trailer. That's and, really cool. You, know, you can watch TV and music videos and, and stuff. Obviously, you've got to have a decent Wi-Fi connection or, or plug a source into it. Uh, but, yeah, I was just using the Android TV uh, interface through, uh, through Wi-Fi, and it's been pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So have you been annoying your neighbors? <laughs> you should see my campsite. I've got a projector going. I've, I've strung all these nice, uh, uh, you know, those hanging lights uh, as well. I think I look like, you know, the circus has come to town. <laughs> essentially but uh it's fun right you you come camping just to have fun yeah i know some people think you know you want to rough it but you know we're in a tent trailer one of those pop-up ones because i don't like sleeping on the ground so much anymore as I, I get older here but uh yeah it just takes takes the edge off you know get a good campfire going got uh, a movie up on the side of the trailer as well so all is good so yeah you gotta check out that uh, that epson uh, little projector I want to thank all the folks that helped put uh, the program together, including John and Christina. And don't forget to hit our website, not just for the contest, but we've got lots of great videos and blogs and uh, how-tos up there as well. And our podcast, not only for this show, but our sister show, The App Show, that, uh, again, can be listened through podcast or uh, on the Chorus Radio Network every Sunday and Saturday nights in Toronto. Hey, thanks for listening to the Get Connected podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe, rate, and review us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or CuriousCast.ca. If you want to get in touch with us, you got to check out our website, GetConnectedMedia.com. We've always got great contests going there. You can drop us a line anytime. We'll see you again next time.